This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort and when talking about our football team, it doesn't feel like anything's comfortable right now. Um, you know, I, there, there's going back to what we were talking to in the first segment of the show today. I just think that when it comes to athletics, again, and I, I talk about all levels, there are guys that can play the game, but it takes zero talent to hustle. And I think that that's a little bit of what we're talking about here, too, that maybe it's not hustling and being able to run, you know, 4440. It's about being able to hustle and say, all right, I got my teammates back on this play. And when we were talking about it in the beginning of the season, you know, communication issues at this level, that just seemed, it seems very, very odd to me. And then the point that that you brought up a little bit earlier in the show reminded me of the movie Miracle. Uh, Kurt Russell was awesome in that movie playing uh, Herb Brooks, the, the coach of the 1980 Olympic hockey team. And you know, there's the scene where they're skating and those scenes are you know, what they're skating. They're, they, they call them suicides or they call them Colorado's where you skate from line to line to line to line to line to line to line. And then you do it till exhaustion. And the question he kept asking them every time they did a line was, what's your name and who do you play for? And the movie did a great job of, of showing I played for Boston College. I play for Minnesota. And finally, once those guys realized when he said, I play for Team USA, I play for the United States of America, they got it. They understood it. Now, I don't know with money sometimes if that plays into it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that that might be a little bit of what, what ails this team. And then, Daryl, there were a million questions about what Jacoby Brissett said to the team after the game on Sunday. And I'll ask you this question. Does it matter at this level what he said? I thought Nick Chubb's response actually was the most telling um, of that. 
And it was basically, yeah, it matters if people actually go out and do it. <laughs> like, I, I, and that kind of caught me off guard. But he, and you know, how many rah rah speeches can you have? Right, one. You can I only mean, do it once. I mean, that's that's all. It's all we hear about is speeches and guy. Here's what Jacoby had to say about it. It was just one of those moments where uh, something needed to be said by somebody. And, and uh, uh, as the quarterback, as the leader of this team, I felt the liberty to do that. I mean, I only do it because I hope people's listening because I, I need to hear it myself, you know. So uh, hopefully it, it translates and I think it, it will. I think it has. Guys understand the urgency that we need to play with and, and focus with with this week of preparation. And uh, you know, that's the mindset. Uh-huh. I'll believe it when I see it. Sorry. I, 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 I can only hear so much about speeches and saying something and you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I asked what I did today, because at what point does this turn into tangible results on the field? Because it, again, I respect guys taking ownership of making a mistake. I'm when I'm wrong, I'm the first to say I'm wrong and, and whatever. Right. Right. But, if you don't change the behavior, if you don't make the corrections, it doesn't matter. And that's, I think, what Nick Chubb was kind of uh, trying to say today. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great that he did that. He's a great leader, and he's passionate, and he cares, et cetera, et cetera. But ain't going to matter if nobody listens. Uh, here's, uh, you know, I mean, um, they're two and four right now. They are, uh, you know, on the brink of uh, – having their season get flushed down the drain. Here's what Nick Chubb had to say about the Jacoby speech. I mean, that's Jacoby. He's a great leader, a great vocal leader. Um, he meant every word. The team, we all felt it. We all feel the same way. You know, we have to do the, do the small things right. And starting today, we're going to get back on track. Starting today, we're yeah, going to get back I believe him because I don't, I, I don't question his play on the field ever. In fact, I'm frustrated for him, aren't you? Oh, I'm frustrated for Nick Chubb. I walked by him as he left the stadium Sunday. It was written all over his face, like, what the F was that today? This is not what this season was supposed to be. Not supposed to get 12 carries. The, the backup quarterback shouldn't be throwing 45 times. Now, he will never, ever say any of that publicly. He never. is the uh. ultimate team player. He will never bitch and complain about his carries but did get asked today about getting just a dozen against the bats of course i want the ball in my hands it doesn't have to be a run it could be anything but and i trust in whatever coaches have going on I, mean, I felt like we were behind so we need to throw the ball more and that's what we did and i mean at the end of the day we had a chance to um, at least make it a one possession game weren't quite able to so i mean um, we were always in that game just at the end of the, the score was worse than what it was because at the end they ended just blowing us out you know? but we had a chance there and we didn't make it happen He's frustrated. One of my fear is for I'll, I'll tell you my fear on Nick Chubb. Ready? Joe mm -hmm. Thomas. We have this 100%. great athlete that that is able to do things I think that other players in the NFL can't do. Joe was one of the best left tackles to play the game and we're going to find that out when he goes into Canton next year. And as I watch Nick Chubb and the Browns go to third down and I see him standing on the sideline, I ask myself the same question. Are we wow. going to look at him the way we look at Joe Thomas? and say, what a wasted career. And are we going to look at Nick Chubb somewhere down the road and go, man, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Why is the best player on this team not on the field? 
I think I ask that every time I see him on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless he's tired or hurt. I, I Okay, I can live with that. Yeah, I, I've stopped doing that because I had to eat the crow last year again, admitting when I'm wrong, because uh, mm-hmm. I was going ape you-know-what when he was on the sidelines in Los Angeles against the Chargers, and it turned out at the end of that game he was banged up. So there was a legitimate reason why he wasn't on the field. So I always, so now you notice I haven't been complaining as much about Nick not being on the field in certain situations. But yeah, I mean, Joel Batonio, Miles Garrett. I mean, they're just they're wasting the primes of these guys' careers, um, and and that's we talked about it. Like they don't have a talent problem. We're not sitting here bemoaning the fact that they have no one that can cover anybody. They don't have any pass rushers. They don't have any uh, guys that can run the ball. They don't have anyone that can catch a damn ball. They don't have anyone that can throw. Well, I guess <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but you understand, was it like they they Absolutely. have all of this talent? They're two and four because they gave away a bunch of games early in the season, and now that was the easy part of the the schedule. Now the tough stuff has happened. And so all these little things, right? All these little fissures that have occurred in the first six weeks that we've been talking about mm-hmm. are starting to really, really percolate to the surface to the point of right now it's uh, we we've heard in the last two weeks, will and want to, right. We played that sound on this podcast yep. last week. Uh, it's, um, uh, you know, attention to details and this, that, and the other. And now this week, it's well, it's about commitment outside of the building, and you know, being willing to go the extra mile when you're not quote unquote on the clock. You can't treat your job in the National Football League like it's a nine to five because it's not. Now, for uh, you know, our our listeners that uh, you know buy Browns tickets every week and and listen to us and what. These guys get into the facility between 6 and 7 a.m. every day. They Their day ends after meals and meetings and more meetings and weightlifting and more meetings and uh, practice and then more meetings and film session and lunch and have you know media and all that. All this stuff gets compressed into this day. And they, they usually wrap up between 5 and 6 o'clock. Every day. So a couple of, you know, sometimes it's a little earlier on Fridays. Everybody's out of the building by three o'clock so that everyone can kind of decompress, especially, you know, road game. Got to go home and pack and and things like that. But, um, yeah, I I mean, and that's what Kevin Stefanski was talking about when he said we really fill up their day. But, again, I just I can't teach self-motivation. I can't teach going the extra mile. I can't teach work ethic. Now, these are things that the general manager, Andrew Barry, needs to know about these guys. To your point earlier, when I was trying to get uh, right. I, I improperly was giving Andrew Barry a little bit of a pass. Those are things that he's got to know uh, about these guys because you can't quantify that with data or analytics or measurables or a 40 time or even, uh, you know, on film. Like you get that information from talking to their their coaches at all levels. Go, I mean. These look scouts talk to high school coaches, Andy, uh, during the draft process. Uh, they they talk to former employers. Uh, you know, uh, you're a busboy at a restaurant. Odds are there's someone from the organization reached out to the the owner or the supervisor. Hey, how was how was Andy Baskin uh, busting those tables when he was in high school? He was Sorry. horrible. He uh, hated it. He was he hated it. Oh, good. He hated his, busting tables. You know, he wanted to. 
right. do something this, more? Okay, good. You, you understand what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's all part of the, the information gathering process. So that's the thing. Again, I want to reiterate, though, I'm not saying that it's a bad locker room. I'm not saying that they have bad guys in the locker room. Absolutely not. What I am saying is they got a bunch of good guys that have a lot of talent that just they they lack the organic, natural chemistry that you can't force. Well, I do think sometimes winning causes that to happen, too. And when you lose, all the ugliness comes out. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? Or if you want to chime in, we're still holding a mailbag back here, so. Uh, we've got a bunch of questions that are in the mailbag. We haven't brought them out yet. But if you want to ask one, well, you may make it onto the show. And wouldn't you be lucky? Yes, you would. You can always hit us up on social media. And you can do that at uh, Game Day CLE on both Instagram and Twitter. When we return, the commissioner talking about the Browns quarterback. What did he have to say? We'll talk about that next on It's Always Game Day Cleveland. 